Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows, uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark, and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. Yo, yo, we're back. My man Sweeney, we got Iowa State undefeated. Can you believe it? Let's go. They are. What up, man? How you doing? Thanks for joining us. Hey, what's up, my man? Good to have you. Kevin, what's up, man? Appreciate you uh, hopping on. Appreciate you hopping on. So let's just talk about the, the, the transition, right? You go from Mountain West, Colorado State. They're still winning, so you're used to winning. Go from Drake before that, you're used to winning. Uh, won a D3 national championship. Don't think I forgot. Used to winning. Okay. Coach comes from UNLV in the league. You guys knew each other, childhood friends, tell a little bit of that. And then you guys come together. Nobody thought Iowa State was going to be any good. Nobody. I don't even think the Iowa State fans thought you were going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the staff thinks you're going to be good, but you probably didn't even think you'd be this good at this point. Take us through that if you don't mind. Yeah, you know, coming from Colorado State, obviously those guys are nationally ranked now and, and a program that, you know, as we had started to build it up, you could see that those guys had the potential to be a, a top 25 team. And, you know, TJ gets the job at Iowa State and, and TJ and I are both from Milwaukee. And Man, it, it was a tough decision, but a decision that, that Nico and I had to sit down and talk about after the season. And, you know, he just asked me if I believed in TJ and his vision, and if so, that he would support me joining that staff, and that's what I was able to do. And man, we get here, we got to work in the summer in June, and and we had a bunch of transfers and one freshman point guard. So you know, there's a lot of uncertainty, but there was a lot of promise. Um, those transfers are low ego, hardworking guys: Gabe Kelster, Isaiah Brockington, Jazz Coons. Um, to name a few, and then Tyrese Hunter's a special player um, as, as a point guard, as a freshman. The things that he's able to do and the maturity level that he has is, you know, somebody of an upperclassman, and, and all that's kind of gelled. And the reality is, is we play really hard. We defend. We rebound. Um, 
and we're starting to try to take care of the basketball better and, and just get quality possessions, and it's been working out for us so far. Yeah, what was the moment before I pass it to Kevin? What was the moment where, like, you felt like we're going to actually be all right? Wait, we're going to actually be good. Like, what was that moment? Do you remember that? Yeah, you know, I think – um you know, I know Kevin's a, a wildcat, and, and we scrimmaged Northwestern, um, you know, right right before the uh, one of our first games. And, and we went there, and we played well. We scrimmaged them in the Quad Cities, and we played pretty well. And we knew Northwestern had a talented group coming back. And, you know, we were kind of like, man, maybe, you know, maybe we got a chance. Maybe we got a chance. And then, um, I mean, our first game against Kennesaw State, who, who came in and played hard, it was – it was wire to wire. Like it wasn't like we, you know, we blew them out. And you know, when we went to to the Barclays Center and beat Xavier in Memphis um, in the preseason in IT, you know, it kind of put the nation on notice. But it also gave our guys a a, a, a paddle, a, a platform for you know some confidence. Man. And I think that we've just kind of kept that going. And you know, it's just been about our daily habits since then. Yeah, Kev, I'll let you. Take yeah. The mic. Talk, talk to me about about your defense. I mean, it's been so critical to to your success. I mean, you just won a game this weekend. We scored forty seven points. Like that's that's not easy to do. But this defense has been special. Do you think the defensive success has been kind of about the effort and, and the chip on the shoulder that these guys have coming in picked last? And some of the guys are transfers that didn't win at their previous stops and just trying to find that spot. Or is it is it a schematic thing? Is it both? Like talk me through why you guys have been so successful on that another floor. You know, I think that's just one of the major points of emphasis that, that TJ has instilled in these guys from when we got here in June. It's like we're gonna we're gonna be great defensively, we're gonna pressure the basketball, we're gonna rebound and be great in that area, and then offensively we're just gonna try to take care of the basketball. So um, you know, we come in and it, it's not a schematic thing, you know, myself and Coach Kyle Green are on the defensive side of things and like you said, it's about playing hard, it's an effort thing. It's, it's the fact that our guys know that if we get stops, we can create offense with our defense. And that's how we get out and run and play fast. And like you said, we won a game scoring 47 points. We beat another team and we shot one for 20 from three. Um, you know, we have we know that we're not going to come out and just score 90 on teams and, and do that. Now, we've had some good shooting nights, but if you just keep getting stops, we know that the game will come to us. And I think our guys are bought into that. And, and, and those older guys, the older transfers, know that there's ebbs and flows in the game. But they know that on that defensive end, if they get that done, that we have a chance to win. And, and your freshman point guard, you mentioned earlier, Tyrese Hunter, you know, he's, he's a special, special kid. Um, you know, when you first, you know, got to work with him this summer, the first, you know, first few workouts, what, was there an early moment where you're like, man, this kid, this kid is special. This kid's better than than I even anticipated. You know, it's funny because I was recruiting Tyrese when I was at Colorado State, um, kind of before he really blew up. Like when he was a sophomore, his his high school coach went to college with my wife. Um, so I had some connections and I worked at Wisconsin Stevens Point and Nick Bennett's high school coaches father and, and, and have been a coach there and all that. So there was a lot of connections and getting to know Tyrese when he got there, you start to know that he's somebody that just wants to work and, and constantly wants extra and wants more. So it was a accumulation of, of a lot of different workouts and a lot of time with him. But 
you know, he's somebody that's just, he, he's a special kid, whether he turns the ball over or he dunks on somebody, Kai doesn't really change his emotions. He's really even kill. And um, you wouldn't know he was 18 years old. And I mean, he just turned 18 in August too. So, you know, he, he's very young for his age and he's just, he's just very special and somebody that wants to be great. Talk, talk to me about the uh, the atmosphere uh, in Ames uh, on Thursday night. Iowa rivalry game is a special rivalry. I think one of the more kind of underrated rivalries in the country in terms of the the energy and the fan bases. And you know, obviously you hear about Hilton Magic all the time, but you yeah. know that was that was about as as good as it gets. Can you talk about the fan base and what the response has been with this kind of incredible start you guys have had? And what yeah. and what is what is the real Hilton Magic? You know, yeah. you hear about it. What is that hill magic, Jay? You know, it was cool, man, because, you know, Thursday, and our fans have, have honestly been great. We've been getting eight to 10,000 every night. And obviously, on Thursday, it was a sellout with 14,500. But, you know, the, the fan base has been 100% backing us just because of how we play. You know, I think they just want to see a, a team that gets out of place with great effort. Um, we're diving on loose balls. We're jumping in the stands. We're excited for one another. So I think they appreciate that, and that's been great for us. And then obviously winning games helps bring more fans at all times. Um, you know, on Thursday that was that was a special deal. I mean, you walk out there an hour and twenty minutes before the game, the whole student section is filled from the top row all the way to the bleachers up top, and um, by the time the game started, it was not an empty seat in the house. And, you know, I, it, it was funny because there was a sequence of, you know, we got a block and then somebody made a three and then we got a steal and then Tyrese gets a dunk. And D-Rob, who's been there, uh, just looked at me and was like, man, this hill magic, bro. Like, that's hill magic right there. Like, and it's just, it, you know, you just force the other team to call a timeout and it's like, Man, that time off not gonna help you. Like it's, it's <laughs> you know, and it's just it's just something that just keeps going. But it it was fun. And it was exciting to be around. No doubt, no doubt. Um, talk about coach, man. What is it about coach? Obviously, you've known him. You coached against him in the Mount West, so you saw that matchup. But what is it that makes him be able to take programs and just? get there and bring his own version of magic uh, and success. Yeah, you know, TJ, is a, he's a special dude, man. He's, you know, we're very similar and that we're very regimented. I mean, like, I'm getting up at five. He's getting up at five. We work out, man. He eats the same thing for breakfast. My man drink, drinks like four energy drinks per day. Like, he, I mean, he's just wired. Like, <laughs> and it's funny you, because you do that part of, do you coach? I, don't, I don't do the energy drinks. Um, <laughs> It's uh, but like, you know, our guys just feed off of his energy. Like, I mean, and he's not with this group. We've been very simple, but he's just like, and these dudes take his 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 mentality uh, of just working hard, of just having the same daily habits, of just doing what we do, and not worrying about oh, what can we do if this. No, it's just like do it harder. You know, play harder. Just out rebound them. Go jump higher. Like everything is just very simple. And our team is like that, man. Like we're not, we're kind of like all our scouting reports are really the same, you know, whether it's 
Alabama State or Iowa. You know, we didn't change much. It's just like this is what we're going to do. And, and that's just kind of how TJ is. And he's instilled that mentality within everybody in the program. Yeah, what do you think it is for the buy-in, though, so fast? I think it's the hardest part. When you get a new job, some guys are before. Obviously, you had you talked about all the guys you had to bring in, but where does the buy-in part come from so fast to 10-0? and 0? You know, again, you were at Colorado State. You helped build that program. You were in the trenches. They're now 10-0, and 0, but they have a lot of continuity. It didn't happen like this, you know what I mean? All right. And it's not to say one's better than the other, but it is. It just shows how hard it is to do it that fast. Yeah, you know, it, it, I, I think it becomes from our leaders, um, Isaiah Brockington, who was at Penn State, you know, didn't really win a ton, wasn't ever number one option, just kind of comes in with a chip on his shoulder. Um, Gabe Kelser was at Minnesota, kind of the same thing was more just a catch-and-shoot guy, don't do this, don't do that, and, you know, give them a little freedom. And those guys, how they practice, and, and we practice five-on-five team practice for an hour from June when we got there, and, and just their habits. So then Tyrese is looking at it like, oh, wait, this is how you practice? And, and he's looking at a fifth- and a fourth-year guy and seeing how hard they go. And then guys like George Condit, who won a Big 12 championship as a freshman and then was really has been a part of some not so good teams, he has a chip on his shoulder to get that back. So I think we have a bunch of guys that know what it takes, but that to speak of the buy-in, it's just, hey, man, like we haven't had the success we wanted, so we're willing to do whatever it takes to, to change and listen to get to that point again. All right, Kevin got one, and then I got funny story. We always got to end with a funny story. We'll get ready, okay? So, you know, what's the – you know, the next challenge, right, is you guys have been so good. Now there's all this expectation. You're, I think, 11th of the polls, and everybody's talking about how great you guys are. What's, what is that challenge like of managing the egos and the expectations now of and no longer being the, the hunter but sort of the hunted in, in the college basketball landscape? Yeah, you know, Kevin, this is just about day by day, man. And it's as cliche as it sounds. Like we're worried about Southeast Louisiana. Um, we got a we got a master finals this week, um, and take care of business with them and then move on to the next opponent. And yeah, we just preach daily habits. You know, after we beat Iowa, we we absolutely we didn't say a single word about Iowa the next day because we had Jackson State coming up. And we knew we had to prepare those guys and, and we got up, we practiced every morning at 7.30. We got up at 7.30, even though we had a late game versus Iowa, did what we do, you know? And um, it, it's just about us instilling those same habits, whether we're playing Southeast Louisiana or Baylor, you know? It, you know, obviously the, the talent level has a huge disparity, but what we do won't change. So I think that's kind of how we approach all the, if you can say it, hoopla or hype or whatever somebody may have for us you know for us we're just the same guys that had a chip on the shoulder that they picked to finish last in the big 12. all right so we got a girl dad here i'm a girl dad extraordinaire we got to do it together for a little bit during the pandemic times uh here in uh fort fun fort collins back in the day last year so give us a girl dad funny story now we had rod clark on earlier 
he talked about the spit up on his shirt and he didn't know it was there. He was out there trying to groom it. There. I had to tell him about himself. So what you got for a girl dad story before you leave? Oh man, there's so many. Oh, um, Ryan, it's cool to be a girl dad. So you're cool. Don't think oh it's yeah. Cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's that's it's awesome. Like I, I don't even if we're blessed to have another kid, I want another girl. Like I, I'm good to go. So that's how it goes down. Kevin don't know about that. He'll learn one day. <laughs> yeah. Take your time, Kevin. Take your time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, stories, man. So I think the one of my one of my most memorable ones would be, man, my oldest Maya. She was sick, and you know we uh, to preface that, like we went to the neighbor's house. Who you met, uh, Dick and Lori, a nice, nice, nice older couple, and they made her apple pie and all this stuff. So she's man, she's eating. She had like two or three pieces ice cream, the whole deal. So. <laughs> That night, she's like, man, my stomach's hurting. And we're like, no, you're fine. You're fine. And all this stuff. Well, fast forward three or four hours, she keeps going in and out. And finally, she just starts throwing up. And I'm like, oh, man. Like, okay. So, and Ash is like, is she okay? And I'm like, yeah, she's good. Like, I'm I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying, be the big guy, handle it. And then finally, it just got to a point where I was like, man, this is too much. I go in and get my wife. And I'm like, yo, it's the it's the accident going on in here. And by the time she comes back to get me, I was already asleep. And she's like, yeah, I went back to get you, and you went back to bed. I was like, man, at that point, I didn't know what to do. Like, so I was like, it's it's just time for me to go back. I tapped out. Like, I thought I had it for going because my it's usually my responsibility. It's just that's it. Like, it's just I didn't have enough. Like, I didn't have enough. So. And to this day, Maya, Maya will not eat apple pie. She won't even look at it. <laughs> she won't. Then you won't let her either. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you good on that. I <laughs> uh, love it, man. I love it. Jr. Thanks for joining us, man. Congrats on that so far. I know you're not done. Keep it going, man. Keep enjoying it and uh, keep that Hilton magic rolling. I appreciate both of you guys, man. All right, appreciate you coming on. All right, no Jay. All right, we'll get the one-minute breakdown from Kevin, and then we on to the next. What you got for us? It's a heck of a basketball team. Like I said, they're not going to blow you away offensively, but the way they guard you, they're, they're guarding at a high level. And the reason I asked him, like, kind of like why you've been good defensively is I think a lot of it's just, like, buy-in. I mean, yeah, they have good personnel, but, like, those guys play really, really hard. They're 1,000% bought into playing on that defensive end. Not everybody is. And the teams that are, they tend to be pretty good. And then Iowa State team, they're pretty good for a reason. Yeah, I love the part about college basketball where more coaches get to take ownership. You heard him say him and another coach coach the defense. I love that part of it because yep. it's not just about the head coach. You hear so much about a head coach, but you have to have that staff. Yes, you have to have buy-in, but your staff is important, and JR is as good as it gets. So on to the next. We out. See you guys soon. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy. <laughs>